the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Start Start your your engines. Race fans, you are tuning into the only motorsports show in San Diego. Your host, Dave Stahl, and the racing school teacher, Brittany Sandoval, are taking you to the green flag, covering everything from your top-notch national drivers and crew chiefs right down to your local kid racers and racetracks. Strap in. It's Checkers and Wreckers on Racer Radio. All right, folks. Welcome to Racer Radio. FM 96.1. AM 1170. The answer. This hour is brought to you by Southwest Point of Sale. If you got a grocery store, liquor store, or small business, and you're looking to, uh, you know, replace your cashier because you can't keep them, well, guess what? Southwest will take care of that. Call them at 800 540 2149, or go to southwestpointofsale.com, Seven day a week, 24 hour day service. Jeff and Mark will come out to your facility, take a look, and if they can hook you up, they will for the price of a cash register. Also, big shout out, San Diego Gear and Axle, 1488 Pioneer Way. If it's got an undercarriage, this guy can take care of it. SDGearAxle.com, SDGearAxle.com. And Dragonfly Auto Care. Dragonfly is over at 4055 Pacific Coast Highway. Another Napa Auto Care ASC certified AAA approved shop. Go to DragonflyAuto.com. They'll take care of all your automotive needs. All right. Well, our very good friend of ours, uh, Rick Stafford, gave me a book. uh, And it's Indianapolis Racing Cars by Frank Curtis, 1941 to 1963 photo archives. And since I was born within that window of opportunity... I'm quite familiar with the Curtis cars. They were the king of the hill when it came to Indy. And the the Curtis family has been involved in motorsports since then and continuing on. And uh, Brittany even got the book and got a little matchbook. Oh, this matchbox? Of the Curtis. The 1949 Curtis right. sport car. So Brittany just couldn't take it anymore and reached out. And who did you find? So it's funny because I don't want to miss. So we have Frank Curtis, who mm-hmm. you were just talking about, mm-hmm. and also uh, very well versed in the midget cars. Don't mm-hmm. want to leave that right. out. In addition to the um, Indy cars and the beautiful 1949 Curtis sport car. Which it looks like people noticed I posted on Facebook because I went down a deep rabbit hole. That car is gorgeous. How many people guessed it right or did? Uh, I didn't get many guesses. I got a lot of likes. Oh, <laughs> it's just okay. beautiful. Uh, but that's Frank Curtis. Now, Frank had a son named um, Arlen Curtis. And he, too, was quite successful. Mm-hmm. Builder of boats. Mm-hmm. And he had a son named Chris Curtis who was racing a drag. Like, presently Mm -hmm. so this uh, family is steeped in history Mm -hmm. and i'm hoping that chris curtis is on the phone joining us today 
And we are hoping so, and it looks like he is. Chris, how are you today? Good. Very good. Thanks for having me. I bet you have a memorabilia room that would choke (laughs) a horse. Yes and no. I mean, it's... Oh... Well, yeah, I guess you could say that. But they don't, you know, your parents or, or your family back, they, they weren't into saving stuff. I mean, they would take a car, run it, and then when he got done with it, tear it all apart and take parts and pieces off and go build another car, right? Yeah. Uh, the thing is, my grandfather never raced, and he never kept anything that he built. So, <laughs> so um, yeah. Yeah. But, but luckily, other people... Have oh. wanted to maintain it. I, I saw quite a few interviews. So this original 1949 Curtis, um, I saw an interview of a gentleman, and I think at first he didn't realize he had the original, and then was like, "Oh, oh wow. my gosh, this is what I have. I've got to restore it." Yeah. Right. Yes, and um, even with gosh, what was the other one? Oh no, I think it evolved into um, what was it? What what came after that Curtis? The months. Yeah, that sound right? The bunch jet. Yeah. Same thing. A guy yeah, got my, it for my, six. Oh, go ahead. My grandfather built seventeen of the uh, Curtis sports cars mm-hmm. and then sold it to Munts. Stretched it thirteen inches because Munts wanted yeah. a four seater. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Yeah, the gentleman got it for like sixty dollars and didn't realize what he had until he saw. Oh my gosh, he had like the second oh, wow. one ever built, and he's like, "I need to restore this." Well, that's the thing. There's like right now, Motor Trend Magazine. Oh, I don't know which number it was, but they own the car that was on the cover in 1949. Ah, the first cover. And, wow. Yes, yes. And the first three cars had Studebaker suspension on it. Yeah. <laughs> Studebaker was getting ready to build their first V8. Well, my grandfather was already kind of in production. Mm-hmm. And they were dragging their feet, mm-hmm. so my grandfather went with the Ford. Mm. So, because there was a guy in New York that bought a car out of Arizona, my dad went and looked at it about 10 years ago, and my dad said, ah, it's not really worth restoring. Mm-hmm. So, I remembered that car, and this guy got a hold of me, and and it it has a dash plaque that says, double o, you know, KB, Curtis built, mm-hmm. 001. Mm. And I explained to him, I said, you know... Anybody can get these dash plaques. My dad used to sell them and not stamp them, and I used to get on to them. You need to stamp these because someone can stamp any number they oh. want. Uh. And like I told the guy in New York, I said, if it's got the front suspension, if it's Studebaker suspension, you have one of the first three cars built. Uh. And and he because he didn't realize what he had, <laughs> and he he he's more into rat rods and stuff, and um. He goes, well, this is above my talent. Oh. <laughs> he goes, I might just, I might just turn around, and go ahead and sell it because I don't have the money to put into it mm-hmm. to restore it back to the original, you know, 1949 right. era. Mm. But yeah, there's, I don't know. I've read stuff. You know, people say, oh, there's been 23 built. There's been this many. No, there was 17 built. All my right. dad had the last one built. Mm. I did see a bunch of ranges of how many were built, and I was questioning just to myself, like, there's not an exact number? <laughs> like, 18 to 30. I was like, what? Why? 
No, oh, 17. That yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah. I love this book. Did yeah, you look that's... through it? Yeah, I read the whole thing. Oh my gosh, these little tabs here are, are from me. I didn't want to fold. I just cut up paper. Right. Oh my gosh. Which, which which book do you have? Yeah, there's probably many. I have the Indianapolis Racing Cars of Frank Curtis, 1941 to 1963 photo archive. Written by? Gordon Elliott White. And it is a beautiful okay. picture book with some words. Yeah, but, it's, uh, it's more pictures than it is. Which uh, is my kind of book. Actually, pictures right. pictures and stats. Yeah, and driver huh. names. Yeah, and a lot of the yeah. drivers. Right. You know, the old... I've never, I've never seen that book. Oh. Uh, I've got a couple books, but that's one I don't have. Well, I tell you what, uh, I can find out from Rick... Who gave it to me, you know, because he told me, he says, yeah, if I want, I could keep it. But if right. he's not interested in getting it back, we'll make sure we'll get it to you as a gift. kind of think he would dig oh, it. Oh, cool. Oh, because it's, <laughs> yeah, it's all black and white. And all the photos are black and white. And that's right. back in the day of, you know, do you really need a roll cage? <laughs> oh, my gosh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do, you oh, really, yeah. do you really need a seat belt? I love this picture. It's, it talks about Firestone was buying them to as a test, a tire test car. Right. Now that car's well, got. Fire, yeah, go ahead. They're they're at the Indianapolis Museum at the Speedway. Let's see. We went back there in '16 for the hundredth running. I went with my dad, and we got to go down in the basement. Oh. And there's an indie car down there that wasn't finished. It was all bare aluminum. Mm-hmm. And it, it had a Hemi in it. And it was the Firestone test car. Oh, okay. It never, it never raced at Indy. So that was pretty pretty neat to see. Yeah. I guess. Just to put it into perspective for our listeners, and this book, it says this book has showcases all 110 full-size champ cars that Frank Curtis built. 110. Yeah, that I. The, the sad thing is, my dad. Oh, it's been what twenty, twenty-two years ago or so. My dad built a new shop, and he was moving stuff, and he had a lot of my grandfather's uh, paperwork, bookwork that had, um, you know, the cars, the serial numbers, and stuff, and a lot of that stuff got stolen. Oh, so I don't have. I can't tell you on on that if that is the correct number or not. Mm-hmm. So some some stuff I can't say yay or nay on. Right. Well, it <laughs> but, was a lot. It was more than one or two, and that's for sure. Right. And he was a pretty popular guy. Oh yeah. Well, there was with Andy cars. I'm not sure exactly how many. There was probably a couple hundred of those made, and then Champ cars, midgets. I think yeah. There was close to 800 of those made. And then, of course, my grandfather built go-karts and quarter midgets, and there was about a 1,000 of those made. Um, and then the sports car, we had, there was a, a 500S was designed and built after Billy Vukovic's car in 53. My grandfather widened it, made a two-seater out of it, and there's 28 of those built. And then there was a 500M, which if you look at the 53 Corvette, and the Curtis 500M, they resemble each other. 
Wow. And there's a, a there's an old joke that, you know, who stole what from who? <laughs> it, 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 the 500M takes the same windshield as a 5355 Corvette. And and then if you look at the T-Bird, oh, yeah. when did they come out in 50? Uh, 50. Come out in 55? Yeah, late 54, early 55. Right. Well, if you look at the front of the T-Bird and the 500M, the headlights and the grill kind of resemble each other. <laughs> hey, Chris, can you? Then, hey, Chris, can you hold that thought for a minute? We're going to take a got to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk more. Yes. All right, sure. you're, you're the best, folks. This is Racer Radio FM ninety six one eight eleven seventy. The answer. Folks, welcome back. This is Racial Radio FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Segment brought to you by El Cajon Ford, where nobody, absolutely nobody treats you better than El Cajon Ford. 1595 East Main Street in El Cajon. Go to ElCajonMotors.com, ElCajonMotors.com. We got Chris Curtis on the line. Mm-hmm. If you know anything about Curtis Racing, then... Uh, yeah. You'll know who this guy is. Hey, so Chris, are you going to be at the March meet next weekend? Yes. Yep. Behind the wheel? Yeah. What, oh, yeah. Do you yeah, know? Run, uh, call, go ahead. I was going to say, do you know Steve Zimmerman? Yes, he, I know who he is. Yeah. Okay. Well, he yep. runs the Crower Killer car. Right. And he will have this book. Uh, okay. And we're gonna have. I'll have him give you this book, and you can add it to your uh, collection. Right on. I appreciate that. Well, it, you know, I mean, so I thoroughly enjoyed every page of it. To be honest with you, and I don't know if you know Rick Rick Stafford. Yes. Yeah. Well, he gave it to me, so I just text him and asked him if I could give it to you, and he said yes. So I will take it to Steve. <laughs> monday because steve's going up for the march madness and i'll make sure steve chases you down or you just to go chase him down and we'll make sure you okay. get, get this book right on i appreciate it yeah not a problem so what do you race i race a class called a gas it's an index 760 index class okay it's a uh i got it it's a 1970 chevelle i'll show you a picture he sent it and it's beautiful oh yeah really nice how long have you been racing? Yeah, we, uh, thirty plus years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're, yeah, you're still a rookie. <laughs> yeah, but you're going straight. Dad's or grandpa's yeah. dad, grandpa's cars went roundy round. You're like, I'm going straight. Yeah, but grandpa never drove. Yeah, right. Yeah, grandpa never. He never drove a car. And now, isn't that what, odd that he could build such a competitive car and never drove it? That's just crazy. Right. He well, must have listened to the is. racers. <laughs> yeah, probably. Well, what gets me is he, he was 6'3". Oh. Wow. I'd say, I don't know, 225 or so. Oh. Uh, yeah. And I don't know. He, he built these cars for shorter people. Sure. <laughs> I mean, it's the, the 500S. My dad, we reproduced some of them. And it's like, how come he didn't build a car where he could fit in these right? things? Right. And, but he, I mean, he drove them. Yeah, but I mean, it wasn't. The the sports cars. Yeah. Well, that's like when I was in high school, I had an Austin Healy bug-eyed Sprite. 
Okay. Right. So I said, I just have to get another one. I have to get another one. It was the best car on the planet. Nah, 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 nah. So today, I, I'm six foot one and I get in it and my head is like a foot above the windshield. Mm. And I look like a, right. I look like a dork. So <laughs> I just didn't buy it. How did your dad get into water, the boats? Well, a good friend of my dad's, Jack Lufkin, had a salt flat car, one of the last cars my grandfather built. Mm-hmm. And in the early 60s, I think 63 or so, they went down to Long Beach for a boat race just just to spectate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just for the heck of it. And my dad, we had a ski boat, which I wasn't around yet. <laughs> and uh, BC. My dad, yeah, BC. But um, my dad's like, this looks like fun. So <laughs> he had an he had an old Howard, and the next race came up. He went out there and 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 did it, and that it wasn't a race boat. So then he got a hold of Sonny DeMarco, DeMarco Boats, and went over there to to build a race boat. And um, Sonny was dragging his feet a little bit on building it. So my dad went over there and says, hey, I want to get this boat going. And Sonny was busy, not that he was dragging his feet. He was just super busy. Mm -hmm. And my dad says, how about if I come over here and help you? And Sonny says, great, come on over after hours and we'll we'll get this thing done. So they did. And then Jack Lufkin, they took the motor out of the salt flat car and put it in the boat. And everybody (laughs) said, oh, you can't, you can't do that. You can't take a car motor and put it in a boat and have it work. Mm -hmm. Well, my dad, my dad went out there and it worked. uh, I think he won. I think he won his first race. It's in the family. And he got, yeah. And he got the bug and it went from there. Did you ever uh, get behind the wheel of a boat? No, always wanted to, but never did. Yeah, I did one. I did one time, and I have a new appreciation <laughs> for those oh, it's, people. I mean, we always we always had fast ski boats and stuff, right? But um, it over the years in the mid mid eighties, there was I think eighty five, eighty six. We lost six, nine guys that year, right? Oh. And and my dad, he, you know. He, we got out of the boat deal what, right. in 87, and he just, it was getting, it was, technology was over, technology of the, the, the motors and stuff, my dad felt that unless someone did something to change the boats, it was going to be really unsafe. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. But until then. People. Which it was, which it was very unsafe. Oh, yeah. I mean, any, any. Oh. Any water sports is unsafe. Well, the tracks, Actually, the track, have, yeah, the track is alive. The wind right. is your worst yeah. enemy, and there's just exactly. Yeah. Well, I don't want to sell your but father then, short because it it seemed like he was very successful. Oh yeah, I mean, I don't know if you know who Eddie Hill is. Oh yeah, um, he's got nice hair. Eddie Hill. <laughs> <laughs> well, Eddie Hill. He had the record, I think it was in 1980, or, yeah, 1982 up at Chowchilla. He went 229 in the blown fuel hydro. And that record, I think, stood for 16 years. It's in the Guinness Book of World Records. Oh, he made it. Oh, yeah. Well, 80, I think it was in 85, he crashed at Phoenix. 
And that's when he got out of the boats and went back into to the top fuel dragsters. Okay. There okay, now that's where the drag racing comes in. For right. you. Well, see it, well, the drag cars, I mean oh God. I used to help a friend back in the early nineties with a super comp dragster and I did the computer because it was electronics and wow. I did that and he would go rounds but he could never get he never got a win. And I was like, you know what? I could do this. Ah. And so then I ended up buying a car and, and of course working for my dad over the years and stuff, I'd do everything myself. And mm-hmm. then one thing led to another, I'd, I'd help people out or make something for someone and a hobby has become into a business and, and I'm still doing it 30 years later. Yeah. Wow. So are you doing a full season this year? Starting oh, next yeah. week? Yeah. Last Yeah. This next week at the March meets is the first race of the year. All right, so we're going to ask you just like we ask all the little kids. You got any sponsors? Uh, yeah, we got a couple sponsors. It'd be nice to have more, but um, well, yeah, but we got Agua Agua Flow and uh, Kern Turf Supply. Mike's Transmission out of Lancaster. Um. Uh, oh my God, who else? <laughs> See, you're worse than the kids. That's why I tell them you get a three by five card, and you right. put them all on there, and then because you're going to send this show to your sponsors, you know, to show that you're giving them some love. And I can't remember the name. There you go. You should be go out and stand next to the car, right? <laughs> right. Oh yeah. So all right. So I got to ask, how old are you? I'm fifty six. Yeah, you still got a few more years left yeah. in you. So anyway, you were mentioning Eddie Hill. Yeah. Did you uh, build cars for him? No, no, I was I was still too young when he was. Okay, yeah. When he was racing the tractors, I used to watch him all the time, and I've I've interviewed just a bucket load of you know John Force, uh, Pendergon, Pruitt, yeah, you name it. Uh, I personally, the only thing I wasn't a fan of in drag racing is you sat, you sat in the staging lanes for forty five minutes and went six seconds and you were done. Oh yeah, well that yeah, <laughs> hurry, hurry up and wait, boy. But the six seconds must be worth it. It's like it's like it's like floating is what it amounts to. I mean, you might, I'm sure you feel the same way, especially when everything works. It's oh, just yeah. It's just magical. Oh, yeah. it's, it's magical. I mean, until you do it, it's hard to explain it. Right. The, the, ru- the rush, the feeling. Right. I mean, it's that's why I keep going back. Right. And you'll appreciate this. First time I ever was in, and it was in, it was in Steve Zimmerman's car. I cut an mm-hmm. 04 light. I, mm-hmm. won, I won the race. And it was just, it was just. Yeah, it was just really a unique, and it was a nostalgic front engine car. So I mean, it wasn't, you know, but yeah, it, but, yeah but it was. And I've had the the good fortune to try it, uh, multiple of different vehicles, and it was very interesting. It's just it was hotter than blazes. I'm sitting in my driving seat. It's, mm, March will be nice. March will be nice. Oh yeah. All right. So I just talked to Rick. Rick just sent me a text. So I'm going to take the book to him in the morning and then he'll meet you because i guess you might know rick better than you know uh 
Zimmerman. Yeah, Zimmerman, let's see. Oh, man, I tried to get him to go to breakfast at 8, but now he said, what's this? I'll be yeah, at work. Yeah, we work, Dave. God, how Sorry. terrible is that? But I he'll, say that out loud. Oh, he'll see you Wednesday, so you'll get the book Wednesday. All right. I pulled out all my tabs, awesome. all, all my favorite things I was showing Dave during the interview. Look at this, look at this, look at this. <laughs> all right. Oh, Chris, this is great talking to you. Um, stay in touch with uh, Brittany because you've still got... A lot, whole more, season a, a lot more to talk about. You got a season, and we'll get yep. get all your sponsors, and we'll hit you one more time. Right on. All right. Well, thank you very much, and uh, you've got a great family history, and I, I'm glad we were able to help get the word out to the general public, and there's a lot of books out on your family, and I highly recommend it, folks, to go look. Just Google it. And start reading. Yeah, but you can go down a rabbit hole, listeners. I did. Yeah. I fell in love with this 1949 Curtis Four car. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. Please she's, look it up, you guys. She's carrying in this Matchbox car around it's with so her. It's so gorgeous. <laughs> well, see, there's another Matchbox car coming out this year. Oh. It's the 75th anniversary of really? uh, the, the Curtis Sports Car and uh, Motor Trend Magazine. No oh, yeah. All right. Okay, well, there's so. another good excuse to talk to you. There you go. All right, buddy. Thank you very much, and you take care. I appreciate it. My pleasure. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break, and we come back a whole lot more racial radio. Chris Holt is going to talk about the event last night, and I heard it was wild. Right here on Racial Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The Answer. Welcome back. You are listening to Racial Radio FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Uh, this segment is brought to you by Paris Auto Speedway, where speed is king. Dirt track, half mile, stupid fast. Got to try it out. Go to the uh, schedule, pick a race, pick them all, and go have the best time you get, uh, possible. They uh, ran last night, Chris Holt. Uh, is on the line so was it as great as everybody's telling me uh it was uh, i haven't slept oh it was one of of, uh epic spectacular race we had uh um ricky lewis jump out front at the start he was running away with it lap 13 we had a yellow that bunched up the field and then it was on from there uh like three lead changes for per lap for about 10 laps and they were running so close they could read each other's feel, uh, oil pressure gauges. I mean, they were <laughs> right there and, and doing slide jobs and, and banging back. They actually never touched. Wow. Really? Uh, like ballet. The, the crash wall got out of the way. I mean, they were, ju- they were just full throttle. You could hear the pistons slapping the, the block and there was just screaming engines and, and fast racing. Man. Right on. And the weather was perfect. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it could have got any better. It was it, absolutely perfect, you know, and it was just one of those nights where uh, you expected a fast race because the moisture was there. Mm-hmm. You know, everything was perfect uh, last night, and uh, it went really well. So Matt Mitchell is the guy that ended up winning. Ricky Lewis uh, finished third because uh, David Gaspar came along right there at the end. Um, I don't know where he came from, but suddenly <laughs> he came to life and 
and took second away. So they had a, a pretty nice, uh, friendly one, two, three finish there. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was uh, some interest to it is that uh, Matt Mitchell's dad gave Ricky Lewis some money to make sure that he would get there, you know, transportation money. Oh. And then they ended up uh, racing side by side. Oh. So uh, Ricky Lewis recently last, uh, lost his dad wanted to win a race at Paris, mm. and Matt Mitchell was racing for a guy that they just lost, and they had the car all painted up, you know, uh, Riley Motorsports, which uh, was um, kind of a, uh, a fun name for Wiley Miller, and uh, it's, there's a long story there, but um, it, it was pretty cool to see those guys racing, but through the whole field, they had a lot of guys, you know, hard charge. We we had Adam Grubowski come from nineteenth, I think it was, up to ninth. I mean, whatever, wherever he finished, he was he was flying. There was just a a, a real good fun night of racing. Twenty seven cars showed up. Nice. Uh, we had uh, guys from all over the place. We had uh, Brad Braden Sheramonti. Oh, you guys know him. Yeah. He, he looked pretty spectacular last night. Like say David Gaspar, he came. Uh, from the back there up to uh, second, and uh, he raced winners. Uh, it's just, oh, uh, uh, spectacular was that Matt Mitchell swept the show. That's something that doesn't happen very often. I can't remember the last time that we had a fast time and then heat race winner and <sighs> main event winner uh, all from the you know same guy. And qualifying when you're fast time, that puts you back in a sixth place on the start oh. of the main. So uh, he was working, and yeah. you know he had to come through the heats, come through the main. It was pretty good. It, uh, and then we have coming up Night of Destruction on March Woo-woo. the ninth. That's coming up, and that's a pretty good deal. You know, we have the Demo Cross and the Figure Eights with the trailer races, we have the Mini Stock, <laughs> and that Double Deckers. Uh, that Double Deckers. That's a, <laughs> a crowd pleaser. Oh yes, and, and they pack the place in there. Um, but getting back to last night, along with the sprint cars, we, we had the factory, I mean, not the factory stock, we had the street stocks and the super stocks. So we had uh, Billy Griffin. He goes back about 35 years. Uh, if uh, you follow that, uh, he was a, a popper win. And uh, then in the street stocks, James Altman Jr., uh, you know, his grandpa raced and his dad, and that's a big family deal. So they, they took that part of the show. And then we also had the uh, gas chassis young guns, and um, then we we had uh, Cody Deloy by the Deloy by the way he won that uh, division there, and Bob Suki won the senior division. So um, we had one red flag, I think it was uh, mm-hmm. James Turnbull. He he wanted up a race car and broke it up pretty bad. Uh, it it kind of got him a little goofy there for about five <laughs> minutes, but. After uh, a little oxygen in the, okay. the uh, yeah, he, he was able to to get released. So it was the 250th USAC race oh. there at the Paris Auto Speedway. You know, we had uh, the SRA that opened up in uh, 1996 with Paris Auto Speedway, and then uh, they morphed into the USAC CRA race uh, when 2004, which has now got a brand new sponsor, new series sponsor. It's the Avanti Windows and Doors, um, and they're out of uh, Arizona. They have stepped up, increased the purse, increased the the prize money at the end of the year. There's about $60,000 available for that. All right. So everything just... uh, uh, it's rocking and rolling. It's coming like together. You say, yeah, it's uh, coming out together. 
there was basically a potential for 33 cars to show up last night. We had a few that uh, didn't uh, get an engine put together and things like that. But oh, yeah. um, 27 cars, that's uh, one of our better car counts and looks like um, things are really going well for that uh, Avanti uh, windows and doors. It's the USAC Sierra series that uh, Tony Jones has been working real hard on. Yeah. And it's all coming together now. So everything's going good. Well, that is fantastic, and I'm glad the weather was great, and uh, yeah, I knew you guys would have a great time, so that's awesome. Yeah, next race uh, for the sprint cars to be March the 16th, Okay. and next race at the Paris Auto Speedway, and this is a, a real popular event, too, by the way, uh, we, we call it the Night of Destruction. <laughs> and, um, oh, yeah. You, you can't stop laughing. It's, it's just stupid <laughs> funny. I anytime we have an in-studio guest, which is nine times out of ten, I'm showing them pictures of the last time I was there, watching those double decker, and their jaw always drops. And yeah. then uh, when I, I think the last time I was there, a couple of them tipped over, and I got I, there's a shot where it's on its way to tipping over, and that's the true jaw dropper when I show sure. our guests. The the best one I saw uh, flipped and came back on four wheels and kept going. Oh, okay. <laughs> my gosh! Yeah. yeah. So that's a, the double decker. That's where the the driver uh, is at the top, you know, and then mm-hmm. the guy at the bottom. So they one has the gas, one mm-hmm. has the brake. They they can't even talk to each other, and uh, they you know they get side by side with two other guys and. Uh, they go racing. It's, I can't help but wonder if they're laughing in their helmets. They Jim. have to be. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, the the well, I know they are because when they go by, they're they're waving at the crowd, they're honking the horns, you know, honking and, the horn. and it, yeah, it's uh, it's just stupid. It's so so funny though. Is there any idea how many there'll be this year? I think the last time I saw it, there were four or eight, yeah, that, I guess. Yeah, usually uh, about four. I mean, <laughs> how much more could you have? I know <laughs> because. Uh, uh, four of those, they take up a lot of room. Yeah. You know, and they, they have to give each other a little bit of room because they, they get into the turns. They get pretty wide. Yeah. <laughs> so it takes a special fun. kind of person also to say, yeah, yeah I'm going to do that. So when you were there, you probably saw the trailer races at the figure eight. Oh, they got, yeah. Uh, pianos and, and, oh, man, I've, I've seen it all. Stoves, uh, boats, so many stuff on the trailers. Uh, I saw a coffin one night. Aye. Um They... They have to have the trailer still attached mm-hmm. to, you know, to be eligible for the checker flag. So, but um, what's on it, it does not always stay on, right? And it doesn't have to. So yeah. they're they're trying to knock each other's trailer off in the intersection. They, they just uh, they're mean to each other, but <laughs> it's all in fun. It is. Yeah. Yeah, and I can't help but wonder if they're crisscrossing, if their eyes are still open. <laughs> no, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> No, they, or they would get uh, they'd get on the brakes probably, yeah. and I don't know how they decide which one's going to stop or not. Uh, I've asked that question a hundred times, and they all just look at me and say, "Don't know." They shrug their shoulders. Oh my gosh! But um, and then once in a while, both of them are on the gas, and yeah, the, the results are. Uh, we've had to call the ambulance before. Mm. Yeah, yeah, but hey, still worth it. Yeah, it's, it's it's dangerous. It's fun, but it's dangerous. It fills the seats. It There's no doubt about does. it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, hey, I'm glad you had a great night last night, and more to come. Hopefully, the rain will take a break for a while so that we can, uh, you know, continue on. As I enjoyed your update. Goes. I love the enthusiasm. I believe you when you say you haven't slept. 
Oh, last night. It was very uh, excited. It was, um, I don't know how to describe it. The fans were standing. I mean, it was to see three lay changes, a slide job after slide job, mm. you know, amongst two friends yeah. that you know uh, they're they're smiling under the helmet yes. and, and saying, oh, yeah, watch this. And yeah. probably recreating it with their hands in the pits afterwards. <laughs> Remember this and that? Yeah, and, yeah. There's pictures of it. I bet there are. All right, buddy. Well, hey, we will talk to you probably down, or down the road. I hope so. So you right, have a Dave. wonderful uh, week next week, and we'll talk to you next week. You got it. All right, take buddy. Care. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we've got a kid 10 years old. It's dreaming and, big. And this guy has got wins like you would not believe. Right here on Racial Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The Answer. Hey, welcome. You're listening to Racer Radio, FM 961 AM 1178. The answer. is brought to you by Certified Car Clinic. Need to get your car worked on? Need to go fast? Well, you have an in-house dyno. Not only will they get it running right, they'll get it going fast. And weather machine. If you got air conditioning and heating issues, you need to hook up with a family-owned and operated HVAC family. And that is Weather Machines. Go to weathermachines.net, weathermachines.net. Hey, we have got a kid online that is going to be a future superstar in the NASCAR, Xfinity, truck. Who knows where he's going? Uh, We got Tegan Nolan. Hey, bud, how you doing? I'm doing amazing today. How are you doing? We're doing just fantastic. And uh, you're a whopping 10 years old? Yep, that is right. Does that make you fifth grade? Uh, yes, I am in fifth grade. My ta- uh, youngest grade, actually. You're talking to a school teacher. <laughs> okay. And But this school teacher is different than your school teacher because this one races a dwarf car. Do you know what a dwarf car is? Never heard of it. Right. I play in the dirt. I yeah. think you're you play on asphalt, right? Yeah. Yeah. And tell her what mo tell him what motor you have. I have a GSXR one thousand. Can you imagine that in the dirt? That is wow. <laughs> well well what do you dri- get there, yeah. Yeah, what do you drive? Yeah, tell us what you race. Five bandoleros and quarter midgets. Okay, well, your bandolero, if you were to pour water on it and let it grow up a little bit, that would be what she drives. But it looks like a there. looks like a 37 Chevy. But it's kind of like the Legend car. You remember the Legend cars? Oh, yeah, I can never forget them. Yeah. yeah. It's exactly like that. See, I like the Legend cars myself. All right. She boys. likes the... I like dirt. Yeah, but the bandoleros. So you're doing pretty good out there, I see. Yeah, I won at Charlotte twice last year. Nice. Twice. So, uh, and I, hey, by the way, that video you did, what was the coffee company? Shot Coffee. Dude, that was awesome. They're enjoying your entertainment skills. Yeah, well, you know Rod uh, Wortham, right? Yep. So, yep, I, I know him. so I met him in Sheldon Creed's pit. Mm. 
because Sheldon Creed and I and, and his grandfather are from San Diego, so I was out there, and Rod showed me that video. You're a dude. That's where you saw just it. stay relaxed and stay being yourself because that was really, really good. So let's go back to your racing, okay? Uh, are you the only one in the family racing, or did did you come from a long line of racers? I am actually the only one. My uh, grandpa loved watching NASCAR before that, and I fell in love watching it, and I was like, why don't I go race? So my dad I'll be, be there. I'll be and there. finally, our local track to watch a race, I watched it, and finally they uh, said yes. I'll be there. Good plan. And you proved it out. I mean, you've got, what, you've got wins at uh, Daytona International, that's uh, first place as a blue rookie, you uh, Pueblo champion, Sierra, uh, the season series for, what is it, TKQMA. So you've got some, yeah. some wins under your belt. Um what do you plan to do? Is that something that you would like to do when you become an adult? Um, NASCAR, yes. Whenever I'm an adult, I would love to go to NASCAR. Yeah. Well, you've got the personality. You've got the talking. He's he, in the program, too. Yeah, he's in the program. Race face next. Right. I looked at it the other day when you sent it. Correct. And I, and, and I was like, well, he's sharing a website with Sheldon Creed. And Jesse Love, who just, mm-hmm. if you watched uh, yesterday's race was in first place till they ran out of gas, but that's another story. Yeah, that sucked when we ran out of gas. Uh, gas. I was really room for them until the full through went. I saw all those other cars run out of gas, and whenever the green flag dropped, I was like, please don't be running out of gas. Mm. Could you believe that? Could you? I couldn't believe it. I've watched enough NASCAR races to last me a lifetime, but for them to run out of gas, I mean, I kind of like maybe talk to my crew chief and say well i'm sure somebody got a talking to yeah but all the fords uh, i mean all the same lap i mean but it was like it was crazy that is pretty funny yeah. to the to our listeners i suggest you do go to race face next and if you look at right. the tab drivers you'll see a picture of who we're talking to right 10 years old so how long are you going to be in the bandoleros um i should be in the bando still around maybe like 13, 14, oh. maybe 12. Okay. Um, but you never know. Yeah. Are you open to anything? Are you that kind of person? Uh, yep, I just asphalt, though. I mean, okay. I'm not stepping into those dangerous dirt cars, trust me. What? Well, you got to at dangerous least try dirt. it. I mean, I might try it. I don't know. It's just the, the way those things flip. Geez, I mean. Oh, yeah, there's that. Yeah. Well, what you need to do is you need to go to your local track. I would talk to Rod and just let me go hot lap one, you know. In a go-kart on dirt. Or a cart. Yeah, yeah dirt carts. I mean, that would be a lot of fun, but you're still young. Just he keep... so much time. He's going to end up like racing airplanes. You think like, he's, so... he's going to race airplanes? You never know. I'm just saying in life, you never yeah, know. Yeah, you never know. That's true, too. So, um, so, uh, you got any sponsors? Because I always like to talk about sponsors. I know you have some. Oh, yeah. I got the Qdoba of Topeka, Manhattan, Junction City, Drive Financial, Royal Signs, 
Friends of Draculin Foundation and DC Lawn Care. Right, very good. Are you signing autographs yet? You got two wins uh, last year. Sure. I've signed a few for my Euro cards, um, but that's really it. Yeah. Well, right now you're just kind of concentrating on racing, right? Yeah, we're not into all that stuff. So, yeah, you're right. Just focus on the racing, getting to where I need to be whenever I'm older, and then we can worry about that stuff. Right. Okay. Well, and you're in a perfect where, – where, where, where do you live? I live in Topeka, Kansas, actually, capital of Kansas. So do you get a lot of uh, – you got a lot of tracks around you? Just one, and then the closest tracks, Tulsa. And then uh, other than that, I think the closest track that we've been to, I know of, is Minnesota. Yeah. I think you have more dirt tracks around you than asphalt, right? Oh, yeah. We got some um, in Junction City. Right. Um, yeah, they're all over – kansas i know uh most of the people actually our local track are uh dirt racers and i've like i have this one friend i used to race with he's now uh racing micros i believe uh-huh. um on dirt like every like two weeks maybe every week wow. um that's that's why kyle larson is my favorite because he jumps onto the dirt yeah do you have a favorite racer yeah who is your favorite uh, my favorite race car driver is Brad Keselowski. Oh, jeez, just like Steve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really? Why? Um, I honestly, I whenever I was watching it, I liked. It. I don't even know. I liked him. Um, he can be sometimes enjoyable to watch the way he shoves on the uh on super speedways. Never too scared to give you a mm-hmm. shove. That's Never true. too scared to give you a show. No, you're ab- you're absolutely like right. It. Now I'm a lot older than you, no doubt, but I'm a big Dale Earnhardt fan. Mm. Have you heard of him? Yes. Yep. Way okay. before my time, though. Yeah. Just yeah. just a week or two. That's- How about uh, have you heard of Jimmy Johnson? Because he's big from where where we are right now in San Diego. Oh yeah. Yeah, and then Jeff Gordon. I went to school with Jeff Gordon's dad, if you can believe that. Oh, wow. (laughs) I know. Is that crazy? And I haven't talked to him for years, and I was driving through the tunnel at Daytona, and he called me. I almost fell out of the car. I could not believe he called me when I was at Daytona. But, uh, yeah, that was... uh, that was it was too bad it rained out, but it gave me an opportunity to run into Rod and I got to talk to a lot of the you know, and I like getting into the pits and the seeing the drivers and because to be honest with you, I kinda like watching it on T V, which I probably shouldn't say. Yeah, I've been to a few I've been to a few uh NASCAR races, but there's nothing like being in the comfort of home. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Isn't that the I, truth? I have a Dave question. He usually asks, are you a great student? How's school for you? Huh? What was that? How How is school? Are you a good student? Oh, um, I would say I'm a good student. That's something my teacher can decide. But yeah, I feel uh. like I'm good student. Well for me, but yeah, that's something my teacher can decide if I'm a good student. I feel I'm a good student, but... All right. Hey, I've got it. I've got some a suggestion for you because I say this to every up and coming, and I swear your up and coming race driver is get a diary, put it next to your bed, 
And every night before your head hits the pillow, write one page of what your day was like. If you do that, and once you get to be like 40 years old, it'll either be a world-class movie or a great book or both. Yeah. I mean, all about I had a listener text in. He's been he's listening live, and he said that you might want to talk to Sheldon Creed about his opinion on dirt because he plays in the dirt sometimes. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, he's he's suggestion. not ready. He's concentrating on asphalt, and I could appreciate that. And I think if somebody was to walk up to him and say, "Hey, you want to go around a dirt track?" He might do it. Hey, you follow? Do you have social media? I have a feeling you do. Oh yeah. Tegan, are you there? Oh, yeah, sorry. That's yeah, good... I do have the video. All right. Instagram. How do we find it? I, uh, I... Okay, buddy. Well, hey, we appreciate it. We'll definitely be talking to you down the road. See how the season goes. Tegan Nolan Racing for our listeners. There you go. Them. Thanks, buddy. And say hi to Rod for me. All right, I will. Thank you guys for having me. Oh, totally our pleasure. All right, folks, that was Racer Radio FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com salemnow.com